Hello guys, I'm sorry if um, I left my my episode where I stand with strippers and sex workers um, completely like with no goodbye, but that's not how I wanted to end it. It's just that um, I accidentally pressed something and it didn't like, like, you know, when you're texting, you touch the microphone thing by accident and then it just left me completely like, yeah. So, yes, like I was saying, let's keep talking about, um, right here, what I was talking about. So, okay, oh my god, I kind of lost where I was at. But, okay, let me just, while I'm finding this, um, and I'm sorry if my background is a little bit, um, you know, but I'm in the bathroom right now because, like, it gives me more privacy, you know, because I really don't got no privacy in this house. So, yeah. So I'm going to keep, um, while I'm searching, while I'm looking at where I was, I was at, I'm going to say um, reasons why women or people become sex workers and strippers. Um to feed themselves, to bring the food onto the table of their children, their pets, their parent, sometimes a sick parent, sometimes they have to take care of their sick parent, and sometimes in in this economy, everything is very high. Like I was saying on my last videos too, anyone who is poor and who is of color would, you know, like, everything is high. I mean, see, like, do all of y'all not know what it's like to be a woman of color in this world, especially a trans woman of color, or those who don't even feel like women or identify as women of color? And the color I'm talking about is black or brown or another thing, because it's twice as hard than um, different experiences from a white woman. And also, if you may hear something in the background, like I said, I'm in the bathroom. And yeah. Also, sometimes the the pay is much better than your other job, where it's not as much and you just need that money right away. Because like I said, I don't speak for all, but I'm not going to not talk about it. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not the type of person who's gonna stay silent. I'm just gonna be like Cardi B and just tell it like it is. Just tell it like it is. Like let's the look with Cardi B, you know, we all know her story. <coughs> that she became a stripper and she made like a lot of money. And you know, she said that she loved it and how normally, you know, if we we're stripping. We shouldn't say things like, oh, we enjoy it. But it just proves that, um, that, oh God, I lost my train of thought. I really did. Okay.
okay i'm gonna go to some place where it's more private because like i said i'm in the bathroom and i need to get like a private place so i'm just gonna move someplace and if you hear something in the background this is my household I swear we really should do the basement because like this could be like a perfect shield spot for for all of us in the house like for the kids and stuff and this is like the only place where I can have like actual privacy because everything is so vacant no wait everything is so full like a hotel like my uncle has his room I'm, in, I'm sometimes in my grandparents' room, but some one of them just comes up and stays. My other grandparent is downstairs watching TV. Can't even go outside because, like, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Talking about things because there are other people. <coughs> my room is filled by my mom and my bro-bro. And so this is my last option i swear if like someone comes to the basement i'm out i'm really out so yeah like i said like when cardi b you know became a stripper she said it helped her with escaping domestic you know a relationship and you know pay her bills which is important because like like i said life is not kind you have to work and earn a living to do what you got to do and getting you that money. Really. Okay. So, like I said, I'm very off track. Okay. Where is it? Oh, here, here it is. I found it now. This other person said, selling your body is literally the worst example for women empowerment. How can you agree with this? Selling your body to pleasure guys? Your body is not an object. Educate yourself. Go to school. Get a diploma status. That See, that is what makes a powerful woman. Someone who makes something out of her life instead of selling her body like, like it's an object. Y'all literally have zero shame or self-respect. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, if someone were a stripper or a sex worker, that's not what makes them a powerful woman. And when she say go to school, like, no offense, do you not know that school is literally where you have to give money, like, colleges, paying your school? Like, like in high school, who do you think got you in high school? your parents because they do work and you know they have money because like i said school is expensive like i said we gotta really get out of that whole sunshines and rainbow shit because like life is not that nice and like i said there are no hands out and sometimes when some some women want to go back to school they need money and sometimes their job is not doing them any favors 
And here's one. This one says, um, Miss Ma'am, as I let... As I say, you need to mind your business and let women do what they want to do with their bodies. You're talking about zero zero shame while shaming women who don't have the same lifestyle as you. How does that work? I mean, like I said, mind your business. That's the truth. That's the truth. Like, not everyone has the same lifestyle as the person who says these things. Like, you know, say, selling your body is the worst example for women empowerment. I swear, she's probably very privileged. She just lives in her own bubble where, you know, she's, you know, happy in her life. And that's fine because, like I said, we should all be happy in our lives. But you don't know the struggle. Like, you don't know the struggle, honey. So please, please, ma'am. Don't be acting like, you know, all of this. Because, like, it's true. The The people who say these things got no idea what it's like for people who do sex work or stripping. They just assume they say negative things and just, like, flat out say nonsense without even seeing why. And when I see that, when I saw the comment that this other person make, I was like, go, girl. I was like, go. Because, like, she explained it way better. Because if it was me, I would have flat out cursed at her. Because let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Me and my mom, we do have problems with each other. And she's very problematic and toxic. But let me tell you something. She worked her ass off. Like, working at a regular job, not stripping or sex work. And that's fine, because if that's how she feels, then yeah, she works her ass off. She literally has so many health issues. But she does not get any respect or, you know, sometimes better pay, I'm, I'm thinking. And, you know, see, my cousin, you know, her mom... You know, she she has all these things. She has a house that looks like a celebrity's house. And, you know, that's not fair. It really isn't. And it shows the struggle. Like, even from a young age, she has worked a lot. She's been a, a cleaner in a kitchen. Sometimes, a, you know, something else. She worked at a McDonald's. All the things. She probably worked like a lot just to support herself and her daughter so that they don't go out on the streets. And so has many, many others, especially strippers and sex workers. So I wouldn't go placing judgment on them, okay? When they're literally trying to earn a living. And, okay, it says right here, and if you're really about female empowerment, you shouldn't be shaming women who don't have... Oh, yes, that's true. I heard that. It's true. It's true. And I saw that she looked pretty privileged. And she's out here, you know, saying these nonsense, shaming other women. Like, she don't know shit. She don't know the struggle. And this is my expressive opinion. Maybe it's not a, you know, like a positive thing. But at least I'm saying it. 
And it says right here, yeah, go tell that to women. Um, wait, hold up. Let me just read it. Go tell that to those women who and who sell their bodies and hear what they have to say. Talk about lack of education. That's true. If you really, you got to really listen. When they talk about it, you got to really listen. Really see why they do it. And here's what another people say. Here's what uh, another person say. Models, dancers, actresses. Just a thought to where we draw the line between what's acceptable to use a physical body for financial gain and when it becomes wrong. I guess the idea of feminism and empowerment is that a woman can create something for herself rather than society, patriarchy, religion deciding that for her. Just a thought. That's true. That's true. Society and religion decides what women, you know, what, you know, it will do for her, you know? And this is right here. Why should you assume a woman's self-respect is being tied up with her body, body choices? It's funny because this kind of thinking is exactly what men say to us and try to keep us in line. Snap out of it, sis. Sis ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. She been telling the truth. The scary part is that people are being sold into a fantasy where there's nothing wrong to it and it's just regular. All the barriers women break so that we could have careers. This is sad. See, when you say breaking barriers, because let me tell you something. Back then, like I said, women did not have choices. They were being sold. They were being mothers and wives because, because they told them that's their only purpose in life. And so many women of color were, you know, killed, raped, and enslaved for many years. Now we're in this um, society. It's not really perfect, but we can, you know, have the we can have choices. We can have choices, and the people who say these things really educate yourself, okay? Really, really do. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's true. A job is a job. My job is a job. Okay, so what else? Oh, hold up. Oh, and here's one that makes me laugh. We need to stop spreading the myth that encouraging women to sell their bodies is encouraging for them. It is literally misogynistic and we will never overcome the patriarchy if prostitution is illegal. And this person said they're not selling their bodies. They're they're selling a service, a performance. Okay. And it's and these people are like, mind your own damn business. Mind your own, you know, business. Which is true. And like I said, the reason why some women 
make these choices, it's because they have no one looking out for them. They don't want to be um, that person where it's like, you know, give me money and stuff, you know, rather than, you know, getting the money themselves. And it's like, you know, I got to pay my bills, but a little bit on the side, I want to treat myself with something cute and something good because I've earned it. To all um, strippers and sex workers, do not believe, do not let anyone who is like this stand in the way of what you're doing. You're doing something very good for yourself. Like, not everyone can have the same life choices as everyone else's. Be kind to yourself. Work hard for that money my beautiful peoples. So, now discussing about white feminism. Let's do this. So, why did I why did why am I talking about white feminism feminism? Here's why. So, okay. See, if you guys do not know what white feminism is, here's the literal definition. It is um, used to describe a feminism that focuses on the struggle of white women without addressing forms of oppression faced by minority women and lacking their other privilege. Yeah. And here's um, the trouble with white feminism. Yeah, let's see what it is. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Like, I can't even find it. See, this is why I like to read images because images say so much than finding actual articles. So, let's talk about first wave feminism. First wave feminism began in early modern period of the early 20th century of the women's suffrage. And, yeah. It is said that that these white feminists are very oppressive towards women of color black brown hispanic latin indian um asian and muslims and how it portrays a view of feminism that can be separated from issues of class race abilities and other oppressions if you know what i mean so I might not, like, talk about it that much because, like, it is very hard to talk about. I'm trying to make sense of it, you know. But here's why it's toxic and everything. And here is what white feminism means. 
meaning that um, there are some white women who does have privilege because of their, you know, color of their skin. And it becomes a real issue. And here's one of the things. If you guys are white feminists, if you're white women hearing this, really hear this. Number one, you don't think white feminism exists. It's just like saying, like, you don't think color exists or, you know, you don't see color. But really, you kind of do, but you don't want to sound racist. Sure, white feminism isn't truly, you know, feminism at all. But if you take a point to approach, um, take a part of oppressive systems, but to deny that white feminism is just real, just erase women of color and their voices even more, if you're not actively speaking out against feminism or discussing on it, then you're benefiting from a system that is racist. Number two, you are, wait, you, not all, somebody. Conversations about race and racism can be uncomfortable, especially if you have benefit from race, which all white people have. If you find yourself wanting to respond to a thought starter with not all white people or not all white women upon hearing of color when talking about a system that is racist you may want to reflect on why whatever say was you know deep with you on a personal level not all may seem like um Not all may seem pointed out. You need to work on a certain areas of your feminism to make it, like, really good, a talking point. Like, number three, you jump to the defense. Getting called out or re- achieving, receiving back feedback, especially on a public speaking, public social media platform, can be uncomfortable. However, you regularly, you find yourself regularly becoming offensive when discussing about racism or, you know, achieving feedback to regards of your activism, that's probably a sign of white feminism sneaking into your life. Learning from your mistakes and examining your, your privileges as a white person are, you know, very... Sorry, I'm really talking a lot and, you know, yeah. Are very important to developing a deeper understanding of the same gender and race and tax being defensive when you're being called out only leads to a misunderstanding and distrust sometimes simply apologizing and learning from your mistakes is is what it all takes to make a difference number four you don't learn from feedback even when you don't get offensive about feedback you do you um actually hear what is being said Do you make um, an active effort to improve yourself? White feminism often discuss, you know, basically like, you know, send away women of color of the same exact way men, like, make them go away by tone profiling, by centering themselves, or flat out just ignoring them. If you are called out, set aside 
time to actually learn what you, why you were called out and what you can do to avoid that behavior in the future. Five, you only show up when it's convenient. If you don't know what convenient is, it means trouble-free. Balancing your activism with self-care is important, part of not getting burned out. But ask yourself a few questions. Do you show up for issues that don't ref- don't reflect... Um, Oh my god. I I have a cramp. I got a cramp. I really hate cramps. I'm sorry. I just directly have a negative impact on you. Do you sit in an all Black Lives Matter meeting in addition on going to your local women's march? Or attend events about school to prison pipelines and the 13th commandment. If you answer no to any of these questions, you might be a bit of a white feminist. Make an effort to step out of your perspective and participate in events, rallies, and marches, focusing on issues that your privilege has protect you from experiencing. That is true. Number six, you tone police. Much like the not all are getting defensive in conversation about about a system of racism white feminism are known for tone policing the feelings of a black woman poli- wait for tone policing the feelings of a woman of color basically tone policing is a form of reflection of criticism by focusing on the anger or feelings being expressive while rather having the issue actually discussed just like men just sometimes just like dismiss women as radical or unstable when emotionally speaking about an issue that ref- that negatively reflects on them why feminism use this um thing to invalidate the feelings of people of color in an argument if you find yourself hold up i just gotta see what time it is if you find yourself more concerned how something is being said minus the the point of the conversation you should probably take a a second and refocus and recenter your feelings number seven you only centered women of color when you token them if you include women of color in events or discussing of the sake of demand, you know, like showing diversity, then you are not actually helping to make change. You're probably tokenizing them. There are many ways in white in which white feminism tokenize people of color, and if you are unsure you are doing this, simply ask yourself this. Are you including women of color just to be seen as being um like very um alert or what is this or you know being seen as something if that is your main priority you're probably tokenizing and that's feminism white feminism as fuck white feminism may be tricky to recognize at times but actually it is pretty much thought process however you're increasing increasing your awareness around your actions may help but you really gotta 
you gotta take action of being a white feminism and really catch yourself being one and stop being a white feminism sneaking from your life and that is true that is simply true so i said what i had to say sorry if it's not really good enough but i thought i did it much okay so like i said i hope you all enjoy this episode love yourselves always and i'll come back with a new episode so bye